So which real housewife of Beverly Hills do you stand? I stand um, Lisa Vanderpump forever mm-hmm. and Kim wow. Richards and um, Denise Richards, honestly. And Lisa Rinna, I don't stand, but I respect her relevance to the program. Yeah. Wow. Totally agree. What LVP about, forever. What about you, Courtney? I'm with Eileen Davidson. I think she's oh, and Eileen. gone too soon for me. Um, wow. I I stand Lisa Vanderpump's longevity in the way that I stand like a god who will not be killed. But like, yes. do I think that she's evil? Yes. Absolutely. Well, she's not evil at all. That was totally made up by Lisa Rinna. That, I, have, I don't know. My even, theory. Do you watch my theory? Though? No, because they're all racist. She's yes, they are fact. That's but do I watch these shows because they're good people? No, um, no. but but Eileen is a good person. Wait, Eileen, is Eileen the one? Is Eileen the one? Is it Eileen or Catherine who they brought in for one season just to dredge up the drama with Faye Resnick? That's Catherine. Oh, okay, I get them mixed up. Yeah, Eileen, Eileen was the blonde is... one who went beast when they were in Amsterdam. Yeah. So my theory is that my theory is that Lisa Renna is the one who leaked the Dorit dog story to Oh, 100%. Online. Yeah. That was not awesome. Lisa is a shit stirrer. Yes, she is. And she's good at it, granted. But she is. Wait, when which she one? fucking stares Rinna. in Yes. <clears throat> when she stares Denise in the eyes and says when when she finds out about the um Cease and desists, and she stares her oh, and she yeah. Oh, you are so angry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so good. Also, also when she cries at the bunny. Oh. The other pump throws grenades, and then that's her whole shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello. And welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an eye. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I am Jake. And joining us today, we have two very special guests, Ms. Rachel Dickerman. Hi! And Ms. Courtney Carroll. Hello. And today, we are talking about Krampus, released in 2015, written and directed by Michael Doherty, uh, about a boy who loses his Christmas spirit, so an evil demon comes to get him and his family. My first question going into this movie was, <laughs> I, I realized that Tony Collette and Adam Scott are married in this movie. I wanted to know if they would fuck. And unfortunately, they did not. Unfortunately, it's a part of the plot that they don't fuck. And they like talk about how they're not fucking. So that was a disappointment to me. I don't know how you guys felt about that. Yeah, I mean, when Max straight up in his letter, we... We know from the very beginning. <laughs> he writes a letter to Santa asking him <laughs> to his parents to be in love. Asking right? for his parents to fuck. <laughs> well, it's interesting that that's what you assumed because I assumed based on the letter, I was like, yeah, they're, they're not hanging out that much. Dad's away yeah. on work. But I was like, I feel like when he's home, perhaps that they were banging it out. I just assumed that based on how much it seemed like they wanted to fuck each other the whole time. But who they care? also didn't really like have a tempestuous relationship. I think they were just kind of like busy parents. There was you know? a scene where it did seem like they were gonna fuck. Tony, no spoiler, but killed a demon, and he looked at her real long. Oh, which mm. demon? Uh, 
the little like one that is like a little video game like robot demon oh yeah 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 oh my god so this movie is the most insane thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> it's I, really insane truly and you requested specifically to be on this episode right courtney a long I long did. time ago i hadn't seen this before and i wanted to okay i wondered if you had um yeah i don't even know how we should start to unpack this sam what do you think I think that uh, we can go through the cast. So Adam Scott and Tony Collette oh, yeah. are, it's like a family ensemble film. I read that they had the first act of the movie be entirely like family Christmas themed and had no elements of horror whatsoever mm-hmm. until like a half hour in. And that was on purpose because the producers, well, like the production company didn't think that a horror Christmas movie was marketable. So they said, we'll only make this if you promise to keep it PG-13. And they Mm. got the movie made by having a half hour of Home Alone style antics. And then it goes balls to the fucking wall. (laughs) Like, no breaks after that. Like, I liked the building sense of dread I felt. It's almost like Jaws, how you don't see what's coming, and then you're fucked. I think PG-13 did hold it back, though, to be fair, because... As soon as I saw that rating at the beginning, I was like, oh, this isn't going to be scary. <laughs> I didn't know that it was PG-13. I assumed it was rated R. Really? Yeah. And at the end, I was like, that was weirdly lame. Because uh, then at the end, it's like, it was all a dream. Like, the entire family dies. Like, everybody dies. And then the kid wakes up, and it was all a dream, it's and it's like Christmas a morning. But then he, like, opens his first Christmas present, and it's this token from the demon and then it turns out that the entire family is like in a snow globe which is one of many snow globes of different houses that krampus owns so it's like hmm like is it a metaphor i actually really like for... that I... it begs the question though like what i guess like maybe if you're german and you actually know more about like like what krampus is and all about like maybe it makes more sense but like what does that mean like do they they seem like it seems like they just get to go on with their life as normal now i don't think so though they're in a snow globe do they repeat the same day over and over again like maybe they like he opens the bell and then we hear whispers of all the different things that were said which is great when you get to the end of an hour and a half movie and you need to be reminded (laughs) what happened over the past hour and a half But I think it was reminding them because then they all started mm-hmm. looking scared. I know, but I was and like, it went on to, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was dumb. Well, we were just all no, so I, mad. I think that it was a dream. It was a cheap plot device. Right. I don't think they get to relive their lives, though. I think that they're kind of just stuck in this snow globe. Like, yeah. truly. But like, like Krampus locked like... them in a Christmas. I don't even think it was their same house. It didn't look like the same house. Oh, interesting. I didn't pick up on that. They get new real estate. <laughs> got a new house. Also, yes, uh, Sam, we do love to jump to the ex- very, very end of the movie every time we start <laughs> talking about it. But uh, um, what a diverse filmography Tony has. Um, last week was, um, what was last week? It was like a sad cancer movie. That was last week? I think. Wait. No, Box Trolls. No, last week was Blinky before. Bill. Blinky oh, Bill. last week. Then it was sad cancer movie. Then it was um, the box trolls. Yeah, very eclectic. 
Tony this, I, this I think is this is this Tony's first like horror comedy? Um yes. Well it's yeah, because she's done horror. She's done horror, she's done horror adjacent. Um I would say this is her first like horror comedy. Yeah. Although it wasn't funny. And it's also not it was scary. Just bad. It's not scary or funny. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't like I wasn't it didn't I didn't like I didn't hate, hate it. it. Yeah. I chuckled at some lines. Like I, I chuckled at the was... absurdity of it. Yeah. And I wasn't like rolling on the floor. Even some of the things You weren't ruffle. I wasn't no. <laughs> well, some of the stuff that was meant to be jokes, like there was the one line where the mean aunt Dorothy is like Oh yeah. She's like, Well, you don't even make a Christmas ham. What are you? A Jew? And I was just like, What the <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't even that? notice that. I was like that kind of pinged for me a little bit. Like I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, why is this character just Aunt Merge from Harry Potter? She was um Conchata Feral. Like same color palette. Same she recently attitude. died. Really? Aww. Yeah, I think she's like Will Ferrell's mom. Not what? Well, I could have made that up completely. Oh, no way. Well, yeah, maybe. She was in Two and a Half Men. Yeah. And, um, no, I don't think she's his mom. I think that I just, they have the same last name. And they're well, she, in comedy. The, so. the relationship, I don't know, I feel like it was tenuous. Like, who was she? What did we realize? She was the she, mother She was there. The yeah, so Alice. Tony Collette and the aunt, you know, Tony Collette and, like, the other Alice woman. And Tolman. Uh, and Alice and Tolman Her were sisters. sisters. And Aunt yeah. Dorothy is their aunt, who they oh, don't like. Oh, see, I thought that she was the horrible husband's, the brother-in-law's mother. That's what I oh. thought. Oh. See, they just, the relationships are not well-defined. <laughs> no. But what does Wikipedia say? Yeah. It says, um... And then Yeah, Umi Sarah and Linda's be... cantankerous. Oh, yeah. Omi is German. She's been... Ben, I almost said Ben Stiller. Adam, Ben Wyatt. Adam Scott's yeah. mom. Adam Scott's mom, and yet they like don't even talk that much the whole time, and he never speaks German or seems to understand. No her one when speaks she's German, German to her. Yeah. And then and only the child understands. Her yeah. <laughs> but then for the and, little stop motion thing, it's in English for us, the viewer. Oh yeah, it's very that was very like us with Lupita Nyong'o. She's like. Mixed yeah. with um, yes. mixed yeah. with mixed with Deathly Hallows Part One when they had yes. the animated yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> literally yeah. the same thing. It was gorgeous. She's this cute. Was, like, the animation, yeah, like I would just. It was, it was good. Yeah, the animation. It was bizarre. It, but it was like, yeah, it was like, and why doesn't Adam Scott know about this? Like, what? Okay, okay, what know, did she like, say oh. happened? How did she say her parents died? She clearly uh, yeah, didn't tell Adam know. Scott that they were taken to the underworld. underworld. I'm going like, to be honest. I feel like the roommates were talking during that scene, and I didn't really know what was happening. <laughs> it was just Omi describes the origin of Krampus in her life. And why she's Which is that she stopped believing in Christmas. Like, so he yeah. came, yes. he took her whole family to the underworld. Because of her. And then she's her. just a little girl. Because she wished that Christmas didn't happen because everything was sad and her parents were fighting because it was like the depression or World War Two. Kind of unclear what the yeah, setting and was. Like, also, what was the what happened to the rest of Omi's life? Like, did she go live in an orphanage? Was she yeah. with a nice family in America? Is that how she came to America? Like, 
I have so many questions about the rest of Omi's life leading mm-hmm. up to this point. Well, that's the prequel. Krampus. <laughs> yeah, it's all animated. Pre- I will say animation. that for for the flaws that Krampus has and for the plot holes, I did really, really enjoy it. I really enjoyed when the cousins found the little boy's letter to Santa and they're reading it aloud and he like wishes for like a PlayStation or whatever. And then he's like, I also wish that me and my sister could hang out. And the sister like gives him a look and then he's like, and I wish that my mom and dad got along. And everybody's kind of like, uh, and then it's like, and I wish that my aunts and uncle weren't such fucking idiot assholes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then it's like, he wishes that he had had boys, so he makes his daughters dress up like boys. And then the cousins just look at each other, and they're really sad. That is not a normal Republican thing to do, which is what they're portrayed as. Yeah. Did you catch that yeah. line when the Tony's sister was like, why do they get all this free shit? Probably Democrats. Oh, I did no. not catch that. She said that when the mysterious mailman gave them the mysterious Krampus oh. bag of gifts on the porch. Probably are Democrats. Yeah, I thought it demonic packages every year. <laughs> I do think it was really interesting how they juxtaposed the two families. It was very like without ever really saying it, they were very much like okay, like Adam Scott and Tony Collette are this like liberal, you know, like from a city. Like uh, they let their teenage daughter go out see this boy, and like, and then yeah, and then like the others are like completely covered in camo. Yeah, that's all of it. That says it all. Guns, soft guns, National Lampoon's Christmas Mm -hmm. vacation, like cousins. Yeah, I was like, am I being judgmental? Because I was like, I feel like the representative of the working class, like conservatives. And then I was like, am I just being judgmental? And then they started talking about guns and like, you know, protecting (laughs) family. And he loved his truck so much, like Lucinda. Lucinda, but I, I feel like for as much as they like were playing those archetypes, they didn't really milk that tension. Like I feel like there wasn't actually as much tension between the families as Max was kind of like gearing us up for by wishing that Christmas. Or in his own family, in his own. Yeah, everything like seemed way chiller between them than I thought it was going to be. Like, amp up the hereditary <laughs> drama and then give us the, the Krampus moment. You know what I mean? Like, there was no real... Like, you're going to tell me that this demon of all families who have fucked up shit is going to attack <laughs> this one? Right, they're too normal. They were too, too That's normal. That's a good point, too. You know what I liked? Uh, the very last line of the kid's letter, which you can see as he's tearing it up, oh, says, yeah. thank you for giving me Omi. Yeah. In yeah. reference to his grandma. And I thought that that was really cute. I thought that this little boy was like so angelic so in this cute. movie. But then I read the IMDb trivia. And one of the things is it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this 11 year olds wouldn't stop saying the N word on set, actually. <laughs> oh, he told Adam Scott that Jews wouldn't replace him. Um, so. No, but the IMDb trivia was like, this child was flirting with all the women on set. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, oh. what would that even look like? Yeah, what? How do you think Tony reacted? I don't know. She I shut him know. down. 
also like all the women on set like i was like who is he coming into contact with the one who's playing the old aunt a woman his playing sister? his sister the sisters the older sister yeah like i was very disappointed that the sister was the very first one to die yeah that was fucked because i was projecting onto her but but when you think about it they did kind of follow the like horror movie archetypes of like okay she's going to see her boyfriend she's a whore whore dies first yeah you know um who was the second one Oh, the what? kid, the, the little, the, the greedy, the, the glutton. The glutton dies second. <laughs> oh, but um, ah. on that topic of thank you for giving me Omi, that's kind of a clever thing because the Krampus, Krampus probably read that letter and was like, oh, I did spare her life. Maybe I'll come pay her a visit her I really liked that impersonation that you did of Krampus oh, just now. Yeah, I'm like twiddling my fingers <laughs> for our audience. <laughs> Like bugle, um, bugle fingers. Um, yeah. So the girl, I my favorite yeah. thing about the movie was yes, my favorite thing about the movie was everyone's insane idiocy when it came <laughs> yeah. to literally anything. So phone lines are down, no internet, great. But then Nothing. like you're gonna just stay in the house for a full entire day. I get that it's inclement weather and whatever, and every time you leave, you're attacked by like crazy spirits. But also <laughs> like. Just like when the kid, whenever the kids are gone, yes, their parents are like upset, but they're like not upset enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the kid gets sucked up the chimney and they're just like, oh, he's gone. Don't open the door. (laughs) Yeah, the whole movie felt like everyone was waiting for something to happen as opposed to actively making choices. And I feel like, even before the crazy stuff started happening. Like you were saying, like there could have been a fight when Krampus like showed up and it was like the height of tension per- interpersonally. But no, yeah. it was just like, we're just kind of chilling and now there's a demon and he's gone now. So now we're just chilling again. You know? What I would have loved for this movie to have done, I feel like this would have been such a fun opportunity to delve into like the character relationships much as we were in the first act of the movie um i don't know like there's i feel like there there needed there needed to be more like metaphor like okay well like this relationship between these two is bad so this little demon is gonna sure. come for them and then this relationship is like this so this little demon is gonna come for them like not that heavy-handed but like there i really could not tell you what the bad dynamic was yeah like, and also um, like besides the like toxic masculinity relationship between adam scott and the uncle that was the only real like problem yeah and i'm just like you're right that's such a good ex- like like you're gonna tell me that there's a shortage of Christmas related imagery (laughs) for horror. Like there was a huge missed opportunity in so many aspects of that. I mean, I love the idea of this so much actually, but I really wish it was pulled off better. I was also, there were 15 minutes left and I was like, where is this? How are we even going to salvage this? Yeah. And I was hoping that Santa would come in and like have oh, get shit. out of Krampus. I, I would 
I would love it if Santa arrived. Why didn't Santa arrive? Because there is no Santa. There's only Krampus. That would have been like, you know what that would have evoked? That would have evoked, okay, like not to spoil, but that would have evoked like the end of Ready or Not. Where, Wait, don't spoil it. it, Don't spoil it. it. Ah! I'm not spoiling it. If it, the writers had just been like, fuck it, like we already made Krampus exist, why wouldn't Santa exist? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, also, can I just say, my biggest issue with this whole film and the conceit of the whole film is that it always falls for Omi and for Max, like our two people who invoke Krampus, it's fucking their fault that they, their childhood belief in Santa gets shaken because of all the adults around them and then it's their fault that a demon comes and kills everyone around them like why is that their fault like it feels like the people who should be punished are the adults and then the kid like gets to live their life of believing like also like god fucking forbid a child have a tantrum on christmas eve (laughs) like really this demon's attacking any fucking child that isn't there would be no children left in America. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, I think it must have just been, Omi was just, had the Krampus curse. Yeah. Like a hereditary situation. I always reference hereditary because it's such a Tony horror staple, but this it's just so much more. This movie was very hereditary. A direct parallel. It was. <laughs> it was, it was more... Honestly, I rewatched this before Hereditary just because I'm so scared of that movie. And I actually, realizing how close we are to covering it, I got very nervous. Um, But no, I just, yeah, like so many missed opportunities. And can I take this um, exam? Can I take this moment to delve into the missed opportunity of what the fuck was scary about a laughing cookie? I did Voiced by Seth Green. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Okay, honestly, what was scary about any of them? None of okay, them were that no, scary. I did think that the giant oh, worm the, thing was scary. Yeah, I, did, yeah, I didn't box. love that. That was fucked yeah. up. Oh, that was, that was the only fucked up one. Like, the worm jack-in-the-box with the giant mouth. Yeah. The giant mouth, yeah. And many teeth. I, 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 I cannot, love when it clapped. I cannot remember the last time I hated something that much. Yeah. But even Krampus was wasn't fucked. even that scary. I think the fact that he was so, like, animalistic and he was so big and clumsy. <laughs> like, when he was, when Beth was running away and he was just flying from roof to roof so gracefully. And yeah. I was like, how is he doing that with them big-ass hooves? He's like a goat. Goats are good at jumping, though. They, like, I, he, lo- he looked like one of the country bears. <laughs> I did appreciate the design of Krampus just because I, like, the silhouette was creepy. I also thought that, um, I love when a horror movie, like, I think the biggest fatal flaw a horror movie or horror adjacent movie can make is, like, showing the face up close of the villain too soon. Yeah. Um, Because then you get used to it, and then it's like, like, this movie's not good, but, like, The Woman in Black with Daniel Radcliffe, like, you (gasps) always see her in the shadows, and then the very, very end, it shows her face, and she just pops for you, and I'm just like, okay. See, that's what you, that's... Like, the very least, and then it did do that right, is what I'm saying. Like, you didn't see his yeah. face until the climactic. And it wasn't that scary, though. It was just, like, a creepy Santa mask. He was dark elves were creepy. Santa. Yeah. The elves were creepy. Like, the weird elves with the, like, Commedia oh, arcade yeah. masks. And 
I didn't know that there were going to be multiple like things. I thought it was just going to be one thing. And then a fucking two <laughs> two gingerbread cookies to dra- dragged a boy up a, Okay. Up a chimney. And then also that um, fucking uh, when the elves first burst in, and it just like zooms in on the grandma going, Eem! like elves in German or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they just <laughs> the door. Also, I mean, I loved how budget the elves were. Like it was literally just a bunch of extras wearing masks, like jumping around going, <laughs> But I thought they were scary. That's affordable and scary. At the end, when they like descend upon the house, I thought that there was something so theater kitty about it. <laughs> it was it was very like high school production of The Tempest. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just Summer like a bunch stream. of students playing a wave. <laughs> and they're like, we're threatening. We're threatening. <laughs> we're threatening, threatening, threatening. <laughs> That's how the yeah. tempest goes, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. It was satanic, though. It was like a satanic <laughs> ritual at the end when they had like they kidnapped the one cousin, didn't kill her for some reason, and then we're just hoisting her. And Krampus is like, "Here's my jingle bell, Polar Express." <laughs> also, when the grandma tells the story about Krampus, and she at the end of the story, it fades back to live action, and she just whips out her bell that says Krampus. Except <laughs> she's been that hiding in her pocket all these. Years. Just no one's ever seen that. And then the boy gets one. And the boy's life could have been spared. Well, because he he was a little bitch. I mean, he tried to save them, but what bothered me too is like he goes to try to save them and he just throws the bell on the ground and goes, I take it back. Like that's gonna work. (laughs) Yeah. Take it all back. I take it back. He really like had a lot of hope for um like, forgiveness from this horrible, horrible creature who clearly has no moral compass. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he kept being like, I'll, like, take me instead of them. And, like, yeah. bro, like, they're already all gone. And he doesn't give a fuck. He really, like, watched his family got violently mauled and came to the conclusion that he was in a rated G movie. But the sad happened. thing was, is that the movie was so poorly written that I actually thought it might work. I did too. Me too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hundred percent. No, I hundred percent knew that they were going to kill him, and he was going to wake up the next day and be okay. And that I called <laughs> it being a dream. Yeah. But it, like, yeah, you it did. It wasn't because they had that filter that I like to call the "it's just a dream" filter that they use mm. in everything, where you're like everyone's skin is too clear, it's like yeah. day is too bright. You know, it feels off. Like the I end of Carrie when Sue Snell goes to the grave and. Yes. reaches down and she is grabbed yeah or like have you guys seen nightmare on elm street yes but like it's just a dream ending mm-hmm. uh, subversions then, you know fun subverting subverting you can only do yeah. it's a dream if it turns out to not be a dream exactly at the end. exactly but even then i'm like <sighs> it's still it still felt very like do sex machina you know? like like oh you're just fucking gonna do that it, ju- it just looks like he finished the screenplay but it was at 89 pages and he wanted to make it 90 mm-hmm. yeah, yeah or it like or it needed to be 120 pages because what the fuck that's not an ending you know this is a very first draft i feel yeah 
Yeah, but how should it have ended, though? I, like, can't really but think But here's of- the thing. Here's the thing is that even though it is a first draft and even though it is easy to shit on it, I do feel like this is the sort of movie where if I had watched it when I was a kid, I would, like, stand it to this oh, very yeah, day. I thought it was so good. And the thing is, I do kind of stand it in that way because it is that sort of, like, it's like an easy watch. Mm-hmm. I feel like I like it yeah. the same way that other people like superhero movies, mm-hmm. which this the, the guy who wrote and directed this actually did do like three Marvel movies. Oh, but I like, oh. I cannot stand superhero movies, but now I understand where people are coming from. It's like a B movie. It's like a, it's like a campy like B movie. It's like not trying to be anything else really. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like I appreciate it. It knows it got what me it is. in the Christmas spirit. Like, I'll say that. Same. I know. We like, actually just put our tree up right before uh, we watched it. And I was like, this amazing. is great. Um, I I would play a Krampus drinking game. Oh, yeah. Every time, okay, every time something problematic is said by the the cousins, every time, um, they, every time they speak German slash English in the same uh, conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like anytime Omi says something ominous. Every time yeah. a, the bell is like brandished by someone, mm-hmm. like yeah. they whip that out to show everyone. Every time um, a cookie does something, laughs maniacally. Yeah, like. <laughs> which also, can we just say, I, it was too. I think it was too easy to have the kid who is clearly the glutton child, like you're. He sees a cookie on a hook. In the I tin. hated that. And he goes, you know what I'm going to do with that? I'm going to eat that cookie on a hook. A metal hook. That seems delicious to me. Like, that was fat phobic That was fat phobic. It was straight up like not clever or funny. It was like, we're going to make the fat kid. Oh my gosh. It was fat phobic and stupid. Like, have you ever seen Scooby-Doo? It's a trap, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I just realized, though? <laughs> Somewhat smart. Um, not really, but maybe. So when they first go to find Beth um, at the house, and apparently, which I don't think they said, but apparently that was her boyfriend's house that was just like desecrated or whatever. Yeah. There's a gingerbread cookie stabbed through the heart (laughs) on the fridge. And then the uncle's like, oh, the sick fuckers live here. But I'm like, oh, I guess they might have fought against the cookie. Yeah, it was like defense. I didn't, I I thought it was Rampus doing it. And then I realized later that it was like, I loved that scene so much. That actor is so funny. I like, hold on. I wrote down in my notes, he's being so like, um, he's he's like doing his best impersonation of Detective Stabler from Law and Order SVU. <laughs> he's walking around making like useless fucking comments, like <laughs> trying to look like a man. Whoever did this is a demented son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> No, he sounded like um, iced tea. Oh, um, a bit iced tea-ish. Yeah, just in the sense of like yeah. he, oh. his okay, like at, at, Adam Scott takes out a picture of his daughter and like is crying a little bit, and he just goes, "Don't worry, we'll find her, buddy." It's like, but from like across the room, he says this, and it's very strange and said without any warmth. Yeah, <laughs> and also. It seems like, okay, they, I just feel like they're, like, painting his character to be really inconsistent and, like, incongruous with, like, the archetype that we're supposed to think he is because there's that part where, like, they're going to stay up and, like, do watch all night. 
and like they keep having these random moments of like warmth like like acceptance between them of their differences and and then he's like don't worry like I'll I'll keep watching then he falls asleep you know and it's like I didn't feel like he would have done that I felt like he would have been like Adam Scott was like I'll go first and I felt like the guy if he was really as much of like a dick as he is set up to be would have been like yeah I'm going to bed well I knew he was gonna fall asleep yeah because I was like the fire's gonna go out and then Krampus is gonna come um and I was right I will say maybe it was smart that like maybe we didn't actually need to see I would have liked to see more conflict with the families but I do think they did a good job of like we all know what it's like to have like some random conservative at members of your family mm-hmm. come over and like I feel like they they played on our assumptions really well they were just like hoping yeah. that the audience would understand what they're talking about so they're like we don't really need to show it or explain it that much yeah because at the end of the day the movie wasn't about interpersonal family conflict it was about an evil santa killing a family <laughs> you know it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like they weren't was- trying that hard with that <laughs> why does uh, when after right after after they're at the boyfriend's house and they hear Beth scream and then they go outside and they see the truck is broken right over and what's his name starts getting sucked into the brother-in-law starts getting sucked into the snow and Beth is still screaming and Adam Scott is trying to save him and the whole time I was just thinking you hate each other you're, you can hear your daughter who you're you've been looking for this whole time why are you trying to save him and not like running to her I think because they have to stick together. I also assumed it was like maybe the demon, like like a demon drawing them outside. Like I don't. Yeah, I didn't think uh, she was actually there. Someone else in the hood, like in the neighborhood, like a suburban mom or other tween, like running around being attacked. Mm. But it's he does just abandon it. Like he's like it was very yeah. yeah, They they give up. He thinks it's her. her. Yeah. They give up on the, the gluttonous kid right away. <laughs> and then so easily. that one kid is like eaten by the worm jack-in-the-box creature, which is very horrifying. Honestly, the most scary moment was when they see that thing eating the child and yeah. the mom and Tony are both like, ah! like screaming. <laughs> it's it, That was a good scene. That was a good scene. Because that was also, I kept laughing because it was like ridiculous, like Adam Scott's being stabbed by a teddy bear and... Like, meanwhile, downstairs, Uncle Republican is, like, being shot and nails at by a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I actually really it liked was really that. fun. I think that's the closest that the movie got to being, like, this is what this is about. Mm-hmm. This is a ridiculous, campy Christmas horror movie, you know? It was fun. It was really fun. I had a good time. I, my favorite moment of this whole thing was when there's the DHL guy delivering a package in the snowstorm, and then... They're like, is this from you guys? And it's just like some cloth wrapped boxes at like a Santa sack. <laughs> and he goes, must be the boys in brown. I'm like, yeah, UPS drops off cloth sacks with no yeah, what? no postage all the time. That was It was my- obviously Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's I a lo- giant sack. I loved when they asked Omi to explain what was happening to them. And Omi was just like well, you guys just all suck so bad that it triggered a demon that hasn't even ever been photographed. It's so rare, the level of bad that this family is. 
Cause they like, cause a they were just kid, not bad. They kid, so much worse. one kid like stole another kid's letter to Santa, and read it aloud. Like that's kind of bad, but yeah, but like oh, I really? feel like <laughs> there were so like, worse things they could all have done. What if halfway through the movie it turned out that the conservative family had bombed an abortion clinic? Oh my god! <laughs> Was she like I'm, laying I'm out all the knives and stuff? before Krampus, before the weather got weird, or, like, no, she knew it was happening? Was after. Uh, okay. She immediately knew Krampus was coming. But that never became a plot point. She's laying out and sharpening all the knives, and then no one ever grabs up and, like, reacts. Nobody listens to Grandma or Omi. And then she also, like, wants to confront Krampus at the end. I thought that was gonna be an actual good moment, but instead... I wanna see that. We didn't get He just, like, he was, like, look in my bag, and then she dies. She was like, oh, scary toys! Ah! <laughs> oh, not the, not the scary toys. It's like I've seen the Grinch, I've seen the Nightmare Before Christmas. Like this isn't <laughs> like this isn't packing a punch, really. Yeah. Something that I will say that this movie did very well is that in the final act, when every single person dies, they spaced out everybody's deaths well enough that I kept thinking that it was the end of the movie and that like our final group of people were going to escape. But then people just kept dying, and oh, yeah. my my jaw kept just like sliding more and more <laughs> open. And like when Tony got sucked into alert, the snow, Tony got sucked into oh. the snow when she like paused outside of the door and For looked at her hours. son. Like knew that she was going to die an honorable death. I was like, I want to throw myself out the fucking window. Well, also she's like, kids, get in the car drive the car to like two 11 year olds and then yeah. the kid goes i don't even know how to drive stick i was like you don't know how to drive anything you're 11 yeah. like <laughs> his, his feet can't touch the pedals also the girl was no. definitely older than the little boy max why wasn't she driving and like her dad loves trucks so like he pro- and her dad's yeah. fucking crazy and the so cr- probably would have made her drive a truck as a kid and the girl <laughs> is just like slapping his shoulder going drive max drive drive he's like max you have to drive when tony sees her sister be claimed by the snow demon and then she's like it's my turn now yeah, she just gave the fuck up. She was she really. She was cool. also at the door of the truck. Just get in. Yeah, Do you like, know yeah, Tony's? Um, Tony's sister reminded me of Jacqueline from Real Housewives of New Jersey a little bit. I can see it. Although, yeah, where well, are you in Real Housewives? I love her because Jacqueline changes a lot. Oh, <laughs> we we're at the beginning of season two, and we also didn't watch season one because I only wanted to watch so that I could listen to the sexy, unique podcast recaps. I will say, season one is some of the most iconic, like cinema of television. <laughs> I, I I do I do want to go back and at least watch the episode where Teresa flips a table. Yeah, great right. prostitution whore. We have that written on our door now. In is that years. that's what that is? Oh my god, that's a Thirty Rock. I thought that was invented by Thirty Rock, but that's a reference this whole time. Yeah, that I I didn't know that either until I watched it, and then I was like, oh, okay. Can I read you the text message exchange that I had with my mom about Real Housewives of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I need to read. Yes. Okay. Um, 
She said, she said, Danielle Staub was the worst. She's plastic and awful. <laughs> and then she goes, it changed a lot throughout the years. Went from trashy to flashy and trashy. <laughs> and then, and then I was like, well, I like Jacqueline. Uh, and I, and I hate Joe. And my mom just goes, oh, Joe. Long, long story with Juicy Joe. Oh, He's a villain. <laughs> oh, God. Um, a lovable villain. Does your mom know any of the Real Housewives of New York? No, she doesn't. I mean, because she watches the show, but she doesn't personally know them. That show would trigger me as someone from New York, I feel like. Like, I'm already triggered because I know... Like, Beverly Hills I enjoy because, like, they are, like, out of... They're not in my realm. Yes. But like the the women in New York are people that I have served and been yelled at. Yeah. In my way life. more accessible. So I'm like, I hate you more on principle than Beverly Hills. Where I'm like, I've literally never met you, and I might not ever like meet anyone like you. So it's like, I, it's removed. But the New York, they live in my like near my neighborhood. They do all these things, and I'm just like, ah, you you terrible. Coffee shops. Yes. Plus, there are a lot. Cipriani's. There are a lot more business oriented as well. Like in Beverly Hills, there are an entertainment industry, which I also <laughs> relate to. I understand that more. So it's like in New York, they're like, I sell fabric. Okay, yeah. I sell fabric. I sell my brand. The way that Sonia just like try like doesn't actually sell anything, but just has a brand. I don't know her yet. Oh my gosh. Everything. Sonia is a goddamn delight. <sighs> I Sonia's so far and also probably a lesbian. I like Bethany, of course. Bi, I feel like. Jeff Bi. Oh, yeah, love Bethany. Um, Alex is the most demented person in the entire world. Alex and Simon, <laughs> so amazing. I love them as a couple because they kind of demented this. Um, and Luann is kind of horrible. Luann Luann's the worst, which makes her the best TV. Yes. And she's like become a better person, actually. I, I figured. I figured she did. Yeah. Be- because of the way people talk about her now, but I'm like watching the first show. She's like, if you introduce me to a driver, you cannot say my first name. Call me Countess. Yeah. No, she's so classist, but like in such a hilarious way. Like you guys, I'm sure you guys know that she's a singer. <clears throat> I've heard, a song. but that makes no oh, sense at all with what I've seen so far. Money can't buy you class. <laughs> I made a playlist of her songs oh good feeling giovanni so who's better luann or erica jane oh i mean yeah erica jane's actually good luann is not good her voice is horrible she's auto-tuned she's in crazy wigs in her videos erica is like actually a good pop star i love erica roxy in chicago i when when the broadway when broadway shut down yeah i was my roommate our old roommate saw her Oh, I would die. <laughs> Lisa Renna doing Roxy. Though, Did you see she so and Tom bad. Girardi are divorcing? Oh. Did you know that? Though? Yeah, he's 81. She's divorcing him. Mm. Oh, wow. No prenup. Oh, wow. No, pre- yeah, no she- prenup? She's getting old. Really? <gasps> yeah, she'll, she, she can live her best life. Yeah. One more thing to say on the topic of houses, because I, I, I just word vomit everything, but... Um, did you guys hear that Lisa Renna's daughter, who's 19, is dating Scott Disick? Yeah, disgusting. Or, so disgusting. I disapprove of her as a mom now. I mean, I already did, but like... 
She's a horrible mother. Oh, horrible. She's like Chris Jenner. She's like pimp my daughters. Like mm-hmm. let's pimp my daughters. Pimp these she yeah. literally Rebel. talks about their like about Amelia's eating disorder in every episode. Well, so does oh. Amelia. Huh? So does Amelia. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wait. Okay. To bring it back to Tony Collette, though, um, Brandon and I created. Um, uh, like a Hollywood film cast of Beverly Hills as we were watching it. And we cast <laughs> Tony as Carlton, the witch oh, woman she would from season four. Kill that. The one who is like, I don't know her. I'm Wiccan. I'm Wiccan, Kyle. I ha- no, what does she say? About- oh, she uh, says to Kyle Richards in the reunion, she says, You are just trash. I love it. I feel like Tony would be so good. My religion. Wait, can she also play Allison Dubois in the dinner party episode? Sure, they don't interact at all. Yeah, Tony can. (laughs) Ooh, who did you guys cast as Kim Richards? Um. Oh fuck. Oh, Lisa Kudrow. Oh. With Kyle, with Courtney, with Courtney Cox as Kyle. That's That's so incredible. Well, you're gonna have to cast Hilti, Kathy. Cast Kathy. Oh, Hilton. yeah. She's I refuse to acknowledge Kathy. She's always lo- seems so mean on the she show, is. so I can't. It's, I don't know that. But to I have all the Richards, it's going to be insane. All the Richards. No Denise, <laughs> all though. All Richards, baby. Yeah, not. <laughs> oh, Richards, Do you baby. Know, okay, from the little um, Bev Hills that I've watched, Kyle gives me such Hallie vibes. For Hallie, like Hallie Roberts? I think just like the way that she speaks. That gags me. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. No, I like that. I mean, Kyle. Okay, Sam, what do you think of Kyle? I like her. For now. So here's the thing. Yeah. You, Kyle was my initial favorite. Hated her guts for seven years and then like seven seasons and then like now she's fine. Oh, okay. She just needed to mellow the fuck out. Honestly. No, she always chooses the wrong side in yeah, every yeah. fight. And it just oh. gets annoying. Like who sides with fucking Adrian over Brandy at that moment? And yeah. Insane. Ooh, I forgot the saga of Brandy. I mean Wow. And when I I told, don't know I, who any of these people when are. When I was Brandy's DMing you, Courtney, when I DMed you um, about it in like June, yeah. we were on season three. And I was like, Brandy is my hero, whatever. And then you're like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you said the rise and fall of, what did you say? Like the rise and fall of Brandy Glen. No, Brandy oh, Glenville's oh, journey oh. from lovable underdog to um, evil incarnate. Like- yeah. 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 I was like, oh, I'm excited. And you were not wrong. Yeah. And she slaps Lisa Vanderpump. When okay. she throws wine in Eileen's face. Lisa deserves She's nuts. Oh, from the two episodes of season one that I've seen, I love Lisa Vanderpump. She's ridiculous. Yeah. She's, She's the, the most ridiculous personality in the world. Lisa is the best business person in terms of like, She's like the shadiest, sneakiest, most manipulative person alive, I think. Um, she also, she deserves to be because she's so smart. No, she's so smart. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like on Beverly Hills, she like had to leave the show because her smart, like people got, too many people got onto her yes. game. Too many people mm-hmm. saw what she was playing. Well, too many people that. were hired that were um, 
on Team Kyle. Yeah, yeah. And Team oh. Rena. Goodbye, Kyle. Goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> so iconic. Oh, Do you can impression. Uh, do we have Thank anything you. else to say <laughs> about Krampus? I knew that this would happen at the last, at the end of the podcast. <laughs> just based on the DMing conversation. This just happens if we're going to get a bunch of housewipers yeah. together. Oh, I will say, um, I did like at the end when it warranted the PG-13 rating when the kid went, hey, assholes! <laughs> and Krampus and all his elves. Hell yeah. He like screamed it too. He's like, hey, He's so so cute. He was adorable. Oh, also, Tony did get to hold an axe in this movie, which always makes me like a movie oh. even more. Yes. Okay. Going through my notes. <laughs> so, Jake, your favorite movie that we watched so far has been Miss You Already. How does Krampus measure up? Um. Not as good. Very interesting. Now it's time for the awards portion of the podcast. Here in the Tony Awards, we give three awards to each movie, first of which is best prop. Rachel, what was your best prop? The single shoe that falls down the chimney when the gluttonous kid is um, scooped up it. And it's just like, boo boo. What about you, Courtney? Uh, for me, it was Tony Collette's taxidermied wombat that she was handed when they that were living really her ideal Christmas at the end. It was a nod to her Australian heritage. I think that that was very oh. thoughtful. Of... That's smart. Thank you. Yeah, the screenwriter was like, this will be fun. <laughs> it was a surprise on set. Tony's is like, they're like, you don't know what you're going to get. You're going to like it a lot. It was a genuine reaction from her. <laughs> My best prop was uh, the screaming corpse in the truck that they pass, <laughs> and there is no indication as to how he died. It was the it was the the, the delivery. Box. No, it was the postman. It was a guy in a truck, and he was a corpse. And no, he I was think the, the postman, Sam. The I delivery think he guy. Froze. Did he freeze? He seemed frozen. I was under the impression. Literally, that- all I know is that he was in a truck that said BHL, and he was dead, and he was a corpse. And that was well, my best. Well, he looked part. like he was like frozen in fear. I yeah. think that Samara from The Rain killed him, <laughs> and then she went back in the TV, and then Krampus came. She was like, "This movie is not good enough for me. I gotta go." <laughs> I'll do The um, Ring too, but I won't do this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What was your best part, Jake? Mine was um, the German language. Oh! Used very bizarrely. Yeah. Could they not have had Adam Scott and the kid learn like three lines of German? I know. Did you guys notice too? They indicated she was German by having her say "Danke" at the beginning. First line. That was her first line. Yeah, I work at a German restaurant, and like I say "Danke," so. Oh, so you're you're in the know. Yeah. So. <laughs> or you would say he's in the nine. And then, ah! <laughs> You're the smartest and funniest woman alive, Sam Frost. <laughs> Take a victory lap. Okay. Um Okay. Our next award. 
our next award is the best Tony moment. Courtney, what was your best Tony moment? Um, it was when she was trying to save the gluttonous child and she looked up into the chimney and there was a gingerbread and the gingerbread went, <laughs> and she went, ah! and then the gingerbread went, ah! and they both just screamed at each other. Okay, you stole my moment. Oh, I'm sorry. Awesome. Well, mine is That's more specifically moment. after her. Yeah, because like she made her like signature Tony like horrified face after <laughs> witnessing the gingerbread cookie. And so right after she, they're like, what did you see? And she goes, like, she looks so disgusted. And like Brandon, Brandon and I watched last night and he was like, um... I'm pretty sure this is so ridiculous that they didn't even want to have her say what she saw because it would kill the moment. Like, because mm -hmm. it was, what if Tony was just like, a, cookie. a screaming cookie? Like, no. It, the movie would have to fully acknowledge how absurd it was. Yeah. Also, was what is she going to say? She saw a cookie monster? They're going to be like, yeah. Okay. Also, like, very similar to Shrek Gingerbread Man. Mm. Yeah, so similar. similar. What was your favorite Tony moment? Um, when the Aunt Marge type is like, "Oh, you don't have a ham. You have macaroni. You don't have macaroni and cheese with hot dogs." And Tony goes to the kitchen because she's like, she's rolling her eyes and she's so mad. And she's preparing things and she just go like mutters under her breath, "Macaroni and cheese with hot dogs." Ugh. <laughs> and it's like not a funny line, <laughs> but like. <laughs> It's really funny because she has to say it. <laughs> Loved that moment. I was like, during that scene, I was like, there's going to be a line. There's going to be a line that's just going to strike me. Uh, but my best Tony moment, I was so happy when I found it because I got like more than halfway through the movie without it happening. And I was like, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? But it was when they were in the attic and that jack-in-the-box snake thing came and everybody else looks like medium scared and tony yeah. collette starts screaming oh my god oh my god fucking shoot it fucking shoot it at adam <laughs> scott because that was my reaction exactly and i felt <laughs> like the people around me in real life were underreacting and i felt like most of the people on the screen were <laughs> underreacting no felt the same way because that was so horrifying like I feel like she'd already seen the post-production version of it like she knew how scary and fucked up it was gonna look like, <laughs> by her acting she was like fucking shoot it fucking. <laughs> they should have a Krampus video game oh, that, oh my god that would be so fun. fun I'm also surprised that I'm that I think that they got in more than one f word because I think that she says fucking shoot it fucking shoot it Wait, and usually, I thought that has to be rated R then. I know. I think that Sorry. it's on the second fuck you get an R rating. So I'm interesting. Maybe cool. in no, maybe I they were like, listen, we couldn't fix it in post. <laughs> we did everything that you wanted, and she came onto the set and she improvised. Maybe it's because it wasn't please, in the please. script and she improvised, and they just yeah, didn't like Jenny Slate on getting fired from SNL because she actually oh my said, god, on air. <laughs> okay, during a sketch where the whole like bit of the sketch was that she's almost swearing, right. so no, it's bullshit. It's yeah. Bullshit. But also, it's like if you're doing, not to be that person, but like if you're really doing your job and the joke of the sketch is that you're not swearing, you shouldn't swear. 
Like, but are you Lauren Michaels? Swearing makes <laughs> yeah, the audience I take off my mask. <laughs> but if actually swearing makes the audience laugh even more, then you are doing your job because your job is to be a comedian. Whoa. Also, everybody watching SNL. Comedian, so she's the authority on comedians. I think yeah, everyone watching SNL. funnier than I am, so she would know. <laughs> I just think everyone okay, watching SNL right. probably knows the word fuck, right? What? I- I think everyone watching SNL probably knows the word fuck, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. I hadn't heard it before. (laughs) Okay, Lauren. (laughs) The sketch was most likely running after midnight. (laughs) Yeah. On end. Well, then it's Sunday. Then it's the Lord's Day, so you can't say it anyway. Right. That's right. I will say, from my youth being obsessed with the movie version of Red. I think that you get two fucks before it's an R rating because Rent. Well, I listened to the um, director's commentary for no kidding. I used to like listen to the director's commentary of the movie Rent, and I think that um with Chris Columbus. Yeah, (laughs) with with Chris Columbus, it's a commentary that he does. It's like Chris Columbus and and Anthony Rapp and Adam Pascal. And he said that the MPAA, like, worked with him because they thought that it was important for, like, teenagers to see, I guess, to learn about the importance of not doing drugs That's probably or why it's oh, not right. you're, you're as welcome. good as it could have been. Because mm. yeah. Rent needs to be, Rent needs, like, Sam and I have been talking about this, Rent needs, like, a gritty-ass remake. Yeah. Like, but right honestly, like... Like, does the does the depth of the material warrant it to be presented in a gritty way? No, no, but I'm gonna make it really cautiously and tenderly, and because it's really hard subject matter, you know. Like, okay, but I want to be Mark. Depressing. It's really sad. You okay? But I want to be. I want to be Mark, and I want to be um, I want to be Maureen. Maybe I'll just stage it myself. I would love to see you play every character. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do every character. It's going to be very, like, post, post, post. Yeah, because I don't have to social distance with myself, so I'll just, like, get a Broadway theater, play every role, and have no audience. Just using that, like, harmonizing app where it's, like, you see (laughs) one and it cuts to another shot of you being, like, (laughs) Our next award is... (laughs) A custom award, and it can be anything that you want. Courtney, what was your custom award? Uh, my custom award uh, tapped out pretty early, but it was award for the most tepid home-cooked casserole. Um, <laughs> it went to Aunt Linda. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. So niche. I don't know uh, if that's Jake. how words work, if you guys were supposed to Oh, it does. Linda. I'm sorry. It's custom. Okay, great. Uh, mine is most topical for now metaphor of um, so when Adam Scott comes into is this your award? No, I'm just we're just, just rolls your eyes so hard at me. No, I'm oh. just I'm just fucked up because I know what you're about to say and I'm like, oh my god. Oh, because it's so cheesy. Just just do it. I'm just gonna say when he comes into the room and he's like, hey, you know what? Family is about loving each other no matter what. And I'm like, but is it though? So the award <laughs> is, but is it though? 2020 edition, politically and socially inside. Okay. 
Oh, I thought that you were going to say that it was a metaphor for the time because Adam Scott came in and told everybody that they needed to stay inside. And then people were like, no, we want to go outside. And he was like, but it's not safe out there. Oh, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> okay, well, there's a even though, close. even though their kids had already died and they didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, true. Okay. Um, Rachel, what was your custom award? Uh, best baby. That baby was adorable. She oh was wearing God. so many good onesies, a little strawberry joint. And like, they really did not, they would like pivot to, to her every once in a while, but we have no idea what happened to what? her. Is, oh. yeah. Apparently, oh, according oh. to the IMDb trivia, uh, the studio multiple times gave them the note that they had to cut some of the baby crying from like the movie because the baby was crying too much in the director's cut. She was, but she was kind of yeah. Wait, so yeah. what happened to the baby though? Did, did the baby die? It died. Yeah, I, th- I think that I think that one of the Krampuses took it at one point. Oh, the Krampus elf. I think that probably um, the the villain of the movie killed the baby. Around the time that everybody else died, Jake. I just couldn't remember when it was, and I was like, wait, I think that Krampus probably killed that baby. Could we argue, though, that Krampus is actually just a metaphor for uh, late-stage capitalism, though? Because I feel like... Yeah, 100%. I thought you were about to say sudden infant death syndrome. (laughs) That, too. And possibly COVID-19. Yeah. It's a truth your that Exactly. It's so malleable that you can kind of uh, make it be a metaphor for whatever you want. It could even be a metaphor for the war on Christmas. <laughs> that's kind of beautiful. Like this, it's, you know, that's the- There was, um, there was a moment at one point where Omi was talking about how she was a little girl in her village, like, ta- like being sad that, um, that people weren't honoring Christmas anymore. And I was like, this is fragile territory. And then she's like, and then a demon came and killed everybody who didn't believe in Christmas. And I was like, holy fuck, yeah. girl. Is is Krampus Hitler? Uh, is Kramp- this, little, this little German girl was sad that they weren't celebrating Christmas. Hmm. The thing is, like, in terms of, like, this this particular story like maybe but i think i thought that krampus is like a real thing i'm just i'm just being an asshole (laughs) (laughs) my my custom award uh was best cameo and it goes to Coraline playing the role of young omi (laughs) in the stop motion sequence Oh my god. I also wanted to really quick mention um, the the daughter's boyfriend who we only see via Skype and he's like so overzealous. Um, there's there's a point where he's like, I'm only four blocks away <laughs> and goes like that oh and god. it looks like a self-tape. Like who it looks like known? he like draped like a bed sheet behind him. Mm-hmm to yeah. block his bookshelves or whatever and he's like sitting at his desk another great prop was his uh peppermint striped bong yeah really good. which he brings into the frame and like does like a wink to the camera and is like the movie yeah, that's right. is I rated pg-13 for some drug material so that was that that yeah. drug material that's all of it that man that best supporting actor that's my other custom award <laughs> okay or that kid should not have died 
because he decided to randomly date a girl whose brother wished for the death of Christmas on his family. But also, I mean, is are we supposed to think that everyone is dead, like in the whole town, or like? Well, what? it was implied that he was dead because their house. They went into his house. Oh, and nobody was there. Gotcha. But well, I guess we never saw him die. But why would he die? Like, well, Tony references that like all the other people on the block are on vacation. Oh, that's true. They're in like Florida, or whatever. So another COVID metaphor. So they come back, their neighbors are missing, the whole family's gone, the house is torn to shreds, and they just get to figure that out. Yeah, yes. Krampus also killed a random guy in a truck who had no connection to anybody in the family True. at all whatsoever. Well, he delivered their mail, so he He was just it. in the wrong place at the wrong time, like Danielle Staub. <laughs> Everything. Uh, do do any of us have anything to plug? No, All right. Not at all. Um, um, it's uh, it's Happy Thanksgiving uh, two weeks ago. Happy Thanksgiving! Everybody have a happy holiday. True, multiple holidays. Do we have any last notes? No. <laughs> okay. Vote vote in the midterms, guys. Vote in the midterms in two years. <laughs> in two years. Vote in the midterms and believe in Santa, because otherwise you'll get absolutely fucked. Yeah, believe in Santa. Yeah. I mean, Christmas is coming up. Joe Biden is appointing the world's foremost Democratic villains to his cabinet. Everybody make sure you get out and vote. He's appointing Krampus. Krampus is going to be our... They are like bad Batman villains. In a lot of ways. We love. <laughs> yeah. We Joe Biden's Joe Biden's cabinet is going to be Krampus. <laughs> it's going to be Paymon. Harry Godmother it's, from Shrek too. Um, Max from United States of Terra. Yeah. <laughs> Aiden from Sex and the City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want Simon Pegg and How to Lose Friends and Alienate People. Can we get Chicken from United States of Terra as president? I'm yes. Really yes. That's a good one. That's a world president. Princess Valhalla Hawkwinds. <laughs> Coming in with the references. Nice. President Linda P. Frazier. <gasps> All right. Okay. Well, bye. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for having us on, you guys. This was thanks fun. for yeah, thanks for having us. This is fun. <laughs>